NBC Monitor News on the Hour. Here is William Latour. A Mexicana Airlines plane on a flight from Chicago has made an emergency landing at Mexico City Airport. Initial reports indicate the pilot reported his landing gear would not function and he was making an emergency landing. The plane reportedly carried 85 persons. There is no report on injuries, although one account said the plane split in two during the emergency landing attempt and fire broke out. More than a score of ambulances rushed out to the runway as the plane made its landing attempt. Mao Zedong, chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, is reported to have suffered a stroke and is incapacitated for work. The report is attributed to Eastern European sources, but it has not been confirmed through either Soviet or Chinese sources contacted in Moscow. There was no report on the extent of Mao's illness, but the sources said it was one of the reasons Soviet Premier Kosygin made his recent trip to Peking. The United States has begun an intensive crackdown on the smuggling of marijuana and other illegal drugs into the United States from Mexico. Dubbed Operation Intercept, the program includes detailed inspection of all persons and their baggage crossing into the United States at 31 land points and 27 airports. A report on the effects of the operation at one point from Roy Neal, NBC News on the Tijuana border. Irate horn-blowing motorists by the thousand are clogging the Mexican border. Operation Intercept, a major drive to cut down the flow of narcotics, has slowed down traffic to a near standstill. Each car coming in from Mexico is subjected to careful search. This takes time. So much time that one of the worst tie-ups in the history of the border is in process, and there is no end in sight. The crackdown is expected to continue indefinitely. Adding to the problem here at Tijuana, racetrack traffic from Caliente, and more cars from the bullfights. It takes more than three hours to get across. A typical reaction from one U.S. citizen a few minutes ago, it's discrimination. I'll never come across this border again. Aircraft and Coast Guard are supporting the drive, but the greatest pressure is at the legal ports of entry, where traffic is unbelievable and tempers are very short. Roy Neal, NBC News at the Tijuana border. For a late report on the Mexican jetliner crash, here is Kevin Kelligan in Mexico City. A Boeing 727 airliner belonging to Mexicana Airlines crashed on landing at the International Airport this evening. The airliner was arriving from Chicago with 85 people aboard. The aircraft had an emergency in the air as it approached the airport. As the plane crashed, it split into two parts. The number of injuries, if any, have not yet been reported. Fire trucks and other rescue equipment rushed to the site of the crash. This is Kevin Callaghan in Mexico City. Senate Democratic leader Mike Mansfield warns the U.S. involvement in Laos is growing to disturbing proportions. He calls for an immediate freeze on the level of American military and civilian personnel in Southeast Asia. Senator Stuart Symington contends the United States has been at war in Laos for several years. He opens a subcommittee investigation of the situation next week. American B-52 bombers bombarded suspected communist positions below the demilitarized zone as homeward-bound units of the 3rd Marine Division began withdrawing from their battle positions. U.S. military officials announced the completion of a 12-day operation known as Victory Dragon on an island off Da Nang. 293 communist troops were reported killed in the operation by American and Korean units. Four Americans and two Koreans were killed. There was little fighting of significance reported in South Vietnam today. The Viet Cong and North Vietnam issued a joint statement describing the latest withdrawal of American troops from the war as a treacherous bluff and reiterating their demands for a total and unconditional withdrawal of all American forces from Vietnam. 
Sources in Saigon report the commander of U.S. forces in Vietnam, General Creighton Abrams, may be called by the defense in the case of six Green Berets charged with the slaying of a South Vietnamese. Sources within the Special Forces Group accuse regular Army officials of bringing the charges to discredit the Green Beret outfit. A Marine recruit who claimed he was beaten by a drill instructor at Paris Island, South Carolina, died today in a Charleston hospital. Cause of death was not announced. The Marine, 18-year-old Private Stephen Melson of Millsboro, Delaware, was hospitalized with an acute kidney ailment. An investigation has been launched. The drill instructor, unidentified, has been suspended from his duties for the time being. Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare Robert Finch indicates he will take no more action to cut off federal aid to southern school districts pending appeal to the Supreme Court of a lower court ruling against the practice. Finch said he is inclined to appeal the ruling, a move departmental sources regarded as a victory for his civil rights advisors over the advice of General Counsel Robert Mardian. However, the appeal is expected to take several months. The International Monetary Fund reports the administration's tight money policy to combat inflation in the United States has had a noticeable adverse effect on less developed nations. Once again, the hour's top story, a Mexicana Airlines Boeing 707 on a flight from Chicago has made a crash landing at Mexico City Airport. The plane reportedly split in two and caught fire. There is no details as yet on injuries. William Latower, NBC News, reporting. Listen again for NBC Monitor News. This is Monitor 69. Here's Billy Vaughn with some odds and ends.
new establishment with Sunday's going to come on Tuesday. Well, if it comes on Tuesday, then this must be Belgium. No, it isn't. No, this is Monitor 69, of which I'm your host, Derwood Kirby. Hey there, this weekend our timely topic is fall and winter vacations and how they've grown in popularity in recent years. Of course, nothing is perfect, including getting away from it all, as we'll hear right after this word from Ford. Once again, I'm talking to the man who claims to have the most sensitive hearing in the world. He lives inside a 1970 Ford. Ah, look, you're going to have to cover your wristwatch because that pounding is killing my ears. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Living inside a 1970 Ford, where do you eat? Well, smart drive-ins, no knives, forks, plates. You just eat your fried chicken with your fingers because they're quiet. And uh, no salt. No salt? No, the sound of salt shaking drives me bananas. Do you ever invite friends to your 1970 Ford? I mean, you've got a spacious living room front here. Yeah, well, I served dinner here for six last week. What'd you serve? Well, let's see, we had oatmeal, sour cream, uh, mashed potatoes, a chocolate pudding. That doesn't sound very good. It was lousy, but it was quiet. Oh, then it was a success. Well, no, someone snuck in a rock carrot. Oh, that's terrible. Just one bite gave me a terrific headache. What'd you do? Well, what any host would do. I told him to leave the table and eat the rest of his dinner in the trunk. Good for you. Yeah, well, that's the beauty part of the 1970 Big Ford. It's built stronger and better. So, even with the engine going at 60... Yes. ...and someone eating a raw carrot back there in the trunk... Right. ...it is quiet. Uh-huh. People travel for a variety of reasons. To enjoy exotic food and wines, to visit ancient buildings and see art treasures or just to get away from it all. But sometimes the very greatest thrill of traveling is the joy of getting home again. Our Monitor reporter, Gene Garns, got an insight into some of the reasons why this is true. I, I drank about three-quarters of a bottle of wine, and I was feeling it that night, and I wasn't right for about two days. Oh, I think these bus are factory rejects. We've had quite a few problems with the bus breaking down. I don't know whether it was grossly misrepresented or whether it was the fantasy of my mind, but I thought air-cooled buses were air-conditioned, and I'm sure lots of other people did. But when you're in a kind of small bus in the middle of Italy, and the air ducts don't work in this air-cooled bus, and the wind whips you right out of your seat, and you're still too warm to be rational, you kind of wish you were back home in a nice, cool, air-conditioned room. The sanitary conditions in Naples has been awful. It was like living on the perimeter of a large septic tank. And you can't absorb all this culture that you're surrounded with. It's almost... In, this, does this show on radio? What prompted you to decide on traveling without your husband? Well, we went to uh, Amsterdam and to London last year. And uh, I enjoyed it tremendously. And my husband, I thought he enjoyed it up to the end. And the last day he said, okay, hon, you've had it. You've seen it. I've done it. I don't want to see another church, graveyard, or 2,000-year-old plumbing again. <laughs> no, I said that, you know, if in my lifetime I had to see Italy. And he said, well, if you see it, you're going to have to see it alone because he wanted to be counted out. So I said I'd go by myself if I had to, and here I am. <laughs> what did one guy say? Is this show on radio? No, it's on the Victrola. Oddly enough, some of the tour guides themselves sympathized with the complaints of the tourists, and here was an example. They give not uh, too much time uh, to the people because uh, uh, normally they have uh, 14 days tours and they have too many towns to visit. So sometimes the people is tired. After 10 days, they are tired. I see them so tired because they have not the time to relax. Uh, we live from... Uh, Rome, we go to peace, but in peace we have only one night, and the people has not the time to go to the to the room to to room. They have to to leave for uh, Genova, and well, I 
would like to suggest the agency uh, to give them the possibility to stay two, three days in Rouen, maybe to see only three or four towns, but to give them the possibility to stay there minimum two nights. So the people has the time uh, to, uh, the first night, to relax, to, to, to sleep. Yes. And then the second night, they have time to go, uh, to look around and to see the town. So I would like to suggest the agency, well, uh, we have a 14-day tour, uh, give them the possibility to see uh, Milan, Venice, Florence, uh, Rome, and no more. But I, there's no sense for me uh, to stop uh, in so many countries, but uh, just for a short time, because the people doesn't see anything, you know. Well, that's what I would like to suggest to travel agencies. Muchas gracias. A word to the wise, when you go abroad, you might want to skip the formal tours and just kind of look around on your own. Ford has just used the wind to design a new car. <laughs> Introducing Torino, with a new low-drag silhouette that's a dual result of wind tunnel research and Ford's experience on the racing circuit. Torino's new power structure includes five new high-efficiency V8s. Torino is a whole new class of cars from Ford. Torino at your Ford dealers. Torino, shaped by the wind. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a beautiful fall weekend. Here on the Monitor Beacon. (laughs) 